0: Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are, right across the world on the Faith FM network. You are listening to The Breakfast Show and you're joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing, wonderful, well-rugged up, awesome co-host, Monica. Monica, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm
0: good. Well, oh yeah, I'm I'm killing it. We're just, uh, we are here in a um, diff a different area. Yeah, absolutely. Just getting it done.
1: Yeah. What are you going to find in your studio?
0: Uh,
1: I was thinking to myself, how is Lawson going to describe the weather? Because usually he looks out the window and tells everyone it's nice
0: and sunny. But like, yeah, like, I'm like telling people like, oh, it's a high pressure system or a low <laughs> pressure system. But I can't see any systems from here. From what I remember, it was a little bit cloudy. So, you know, hints <laughs> of a low pressure system. <laughs> but like, How was
1: your long weekend?
0: Oh, yeah, it was so good. Yeah. I was full gremlin mode. <laughs> <laughs> and that, couch
1: potato the whole thing
0: no no. well i mean gremlin mode as in i have an exam today and oh okay i was, okay. Just, so you're I was just studying 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 uh my exam is for the topic of revelation inspiration and hermeneutics oh, and amen. so all about how we understand and how we interpret the bible and so i've been i was thinking about doing my news stories of me just like Telling you everything that I've studied for, and just you know, saying, "Okay, this is what I know. What do you guys think? How, how do you think I'll go on the well, exam?"
1: Teaching is a good form of learning,
0: but simultaneously, maybe some cl- some of my classmates will be listening, and I'll you know be giving away <laughs> exam. <laughs> but then that's not a bad thing. We study together, so I'm a bit I'm a bit like.
1: I found that when I was studying, one of the best ways for me to cement my understanding of it was to try and explain it to someone else.
0: I was preaching it in the car on the way here. Oh, there you go. I was, I was like, oh, so our five views of inspiration. What's the five views, everyone? Okay. View number one. Revelation as doctrine. It was so good. But then, you know, I made it here. I'm living my best life. I'm kicking goals. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And you are joined by myself, Lawson, the amazing Monica, and we are going to have our first quiz for the day.
1: So we are going to be doing uh, an ongoing quiz throughout the week, um, quizzes, sorry, and then at the end of the week we're going to have our prize. So there's a grand prize draw on Friday, you'll be playing all week for that grand prize. There Mm. are five chances to get in every day. And um and of course five times five is twenty-five. So twenty-five times you can get your name Ooh. into the hat drawer. Amazing. So quiz number one goes like this. Where was Saul traveling to when he had a divine encounter and was converted?
0: Oh. The
1: the prize for this week is a wonderful book by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. It's called Thirteen Weeks of Joy, How to Hold the Happiness That God Gives. I'll tell you a bit more about that throughout the show. Mm -hmm. It's thirteen weeks of joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. Mm -hmm. That quiz clue again. The quiz quiz number one for today. Where was Saul traveling to when he had a divine encounter and was converted? Which Saul? I'm not going to give you any more clues. Nah, come on. (laughs) We'll
0: give him a little, a little tiny, little little tiny clue, and I'll say it's the. Later one. You're listening to The Breakfast Show <laughs> on Faith FM. And, Monica, some good news is that we are in a different location. Yeah. We have completely changed locations. Well, yeah. we right now are in our temporary studio here in Curry Curry, Australia. Have you have you spent much time hearing Curry Curry?
1: I used to live in this building. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For yeah. how long? Yeah. Uh, just... Like um, I can't remember. Like, like in 2019, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think maybe I moved in February, moved out in like December. No, yeah, Decemberish, ish I think. Okay, so you
0: were you were yeah, 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 living yeah. here. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, as we were, as I was driving into town, and I was coming down that hill to get to the to get to this building, <laughs> I had all these memories coming back of that last mm. hill, flying down that thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, it, It kind of, it gives me flashbacks too, but actually to my childhood. Kari Kari is a really old historic town. Mm, Um, the streets are like, box you know the all the blocks are like square mm-hmm. it's like this country town and you know this kind of flat plain that rolls a little bit off a tiny little incline but you know nothing like Newcastle or Lake Macquarie like or Newcastle Lake Macquarie it's all like windy because it's around oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know well, for mm-hmm. Lake Macquarie it's right around the lake there for Newcastle it's all this weird topography and you've got this town that kind of flows through the the mountains and the valleys whereas here in Curry, you drive in and it's just just a grid. just a grid, yeah, yeah. just yeah. old school town. I spent a lot of time here when I was younger because just up the road is the Curry Curry Junior Motorcycle Club. Oh. And so from when I was about 6 years old to when I moved over to Spain, so when I was about 15, I'd probably come to Curry at least once a week. If not twice a week to the track out here to ride, mm-hmm. and uh, we helped the the track out here. My dad, being you know the owner of a you know, construction and manufacturing company, he helped them you know put all the lights up so that they could have like night racing and stuff. Oh. and so the reward for that was that they would let me come out here whenever I want to go and ride oh, and, nice. and stuff. So I had the hookup, um, yeah, and I'd yeah. come out here, and it, it was it was sick. I'd spend so much time here in Curry Curry, but now. Barely any at all. But now it's our home for the next five months yeah, at nice. least. So our yeah. actual new studio is being built in Kurumbong, mm-hmm. currently, uh, which is an area that's in Lake Macquarie. So much, much closer to, to me. But it was only a 27-minute drive out here from, from my place.
1: What is it usually?
0: Which is decent. It's usually two-hour old studios, 20 minutes. Oh. So now it's now it's 27 minutes. So it's not, not a huge step. But it's kind of like... Th- where our studio was before is, like, a short 20 minutes, mm-hmm. whereas this is, like, a long 27 minutes because it's, like, on the freeway, you know, kind of 110 kilometers just, like, driving straight yeah. and, then, and then you finally get here. So, in our new studio, living our best lives, you know, kicking goals and winning.
1: Did you get the ick when you come into Kari Kari? The ick? Yeah. Did, do you get, like, returning ick? What do you mean? Like, when you go back to a place you've left, you don't get the ick?
0: Not really. Oh, I mean, me. <laughs> I, well, did you have bad memories out here? That's
1: no, no. I just I like I'm a, I'm just a person who likes to move on. Oh, okay. And so when I'm suddenly going back to a place I've moved on from, I get the ick.
0: Okay, no, I feel like you. I, I feel like that, but I feel like I never really moved on from curry. The, I, yeah, I suppose you did here your whole life. It's, yeah. From the sense that, like, if there wasn't, you know, this huge emotional connection for me, I guess. So it, there wasn't like I, I had a morning moving on period after I spent <laughs> every day of, you know, of the week. There is yeah. no
1: morning in my life like, <laughs> when moving on. <laughs> you, you're
0: just like, you like... <laughs> what's
1: next? Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, we're out here. Curry, you know what's also amazing about curry is that there's a local bakery here that has famous bread. What? And one of my, like, really good friends from uni is working there. Shout out Jenny. Um, she's she's an apprentice baker out that way, and she's like, "Oh, come to my bakery!" I saw her on Friday what? night. She's like, "Come to the bakery, and come get the bread." I was here for like a
1: year, and I didn't know that DJ Shelley wasn't You don't was know about Modigan curry made. bread? I've d- never heard of oh, it. I was here for a year, and I didn't. Monica. where is this bakery? Monica.
0: it's it's right. It's the Curry Bakery.
1: I'm I'm absolutely astounded that I've lived here for a year and didn't know anything about this curry. My bread. my
0: parents drive Doesn't have donuts. <laughs> my parents drive that twenty seven minutes up <laughs> to Curry Curry reels. just to get Reels. Bread. Just to get white. Wait, what time bread. are they open? Can we go there now? <laughs> Surely they're open now.
1: Maybe in the maybe while the, the eight o'clock news is happening and we're on our break, we can like go for a little spin up the road. I
0: have you They're got some cash experience? only?
1: So that's the part that. Well, I that's always... perfect because I got a message from my bank this morning saying that my cards have been closed because of um suspicious activities. <laughs> <laughs> I only got cash cashmere. <laughs> yeah, it's right across from the park. Oh, I had no idea. I know there's a pie shop, and I always used to be really disappointed because I'd go in there and ask for a, any kind of vegetarian pie, and the only thing they had was apple pie, and they'd laugh at you. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's still that kind of like old school Australian where they don't have vegetarian uh-huh. options, and I'm like, you literally don't have any vegetarian savoury pie. So like, no, just apple.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, but so we're out here. Shout out, Curry. Hey, if you're from Curry, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine from from. Curry Curry Australia. Wait, how do you say it, Shell? How do you say this town name?
1: I just say Curry.
0: Yeah, Curry. Curry Curry Curry, Australia. It is called Curry Curry. Curry Curry. Do you know
1: what? One of the most embarrassing moments is uh, I had a... (laughs) I was sorting out my. F- I had a phone issue and I had to call the company and I and I went to a um, <laughs> I went to a, a call center in India mm-hmm. and um, I called them so you know, it wasn't call- them calling me and uh, and they wanted to know my new address. And this is when I had just moved to Curry Curry and I had to explain to him I lived on Maitland Road in Curry Curry and the Indian guy just thought I was pranking him because he just went dead silent. And he just went. I was like, <laughs> 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 he was like, you live in. Curry curry. And I'm like, I swear it's a town, sir. I swear I'm not being disrespectful. I live in a town called Curricut. Curry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was so horrifying. <laughs>
1: Of all the times you don't want to be speaking to someone in India at a call centre.
0: <laughs> of course, the etymological origin of curry curry is, is, is it's aboriginal. aboriginal. Yeah, 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 yeah. curry yeah. curry. Just like Wangi Wangi out in, you mm-hmm. know, Lake Macquarie way. But hey, this is where we are. This is where we're at. And let us know if you're out this way. 0491 064 669. Monica, in the brief time we have left... Give us some <laughs> positively different years.
1: <laughs> well, let's just say, um, by the way, because we are in this new studio, we don't have um, the capacity to answer our phones, so please just text mm. uh, for the coming while. And um, I also just wanted to say, Kari Kari, I just looked it up, it means the beginning or the first, which is great because we're beginning our new studio here.
0: Yeah, beginning That's a cool. new chapter of Faith FM, absolutely.
1: I'm going to share a really, really quick um, a little bit of factoids that are coming out. Uh, and I'll share the new story that I had prepared tomorrow <laughs> when I have more time. But it turns out that dancing or going on brisk walks can slash your risk of diabetes by three quarters. There, there's been a huge new study done um, focusing uh, directly on diabetes and mm. uh, and what some of the things people can do to to combat diabetes. Diabetes is a massive, massive issue. It's, a, it's um, one of the most prevalent lifestyle diseases uh, in not just Western society, but uh, almost all societies around the planet. And uh, they discovered that those who managed more than an hour of moderate to vigorous exercise per day were 74% less likely to be diagnosed Mm. compared to sedentary peers. That is an absolutely enormous margin. Um, This even applied to genetically predisposed patients. So even if diabetes, the disease, runs in your family, doesn't matter. 74% um, uh, decrease in your risk. Um, so this substantially fell even further with individuals who had low genetic risk. So if you were low genetic risk, you even had a better chance of never getting it. Um, so yeah, people think that they're unable to control genetic risk and, and family history, but it's absolutely not true. So have a boogie around your kitchen table, go for a brisk walk around the block and um, Seventy four percent, definitely something you That's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, let us know. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What is your favorite mode of uh vigorous, brisk exercise? You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we are going to have another clue for the quiz. Another quiz. Yeah. Another yeah. whole
1: quiz. Yeah, quiz number two this morning. Uh, which is a different answer. They all have different answers, so don't think this is all clues for the one answer. They're all different answers. Quiz number two, who said, I know that my redeemer lives? Mm. Uh, 0491. I don't know the rest of the number. (laughs) 064669.
0: The piece of paper with the number moved. Monica. Monica. (laughs) The number has been the same for Seven years. The thing is, maybe I- <laughs> more. Maybe when did she start doing radio? Two
1: thousand seventeen. I don't want to talk. Two thousand eighteen. Who knows? Anyways, the price... I, to- <laughs> I am
0: shocked. I am. I am absolutely Look, moved it's the this first morning. day of the working. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text.
1: Okay, the prize uh, we were giving away one copy of this on Friday. Mm. Uh, it is a beautiful book. Quite a. Quite a. Ooh, quite a nice one. So it's thirteen <laughs> week I just saw the price. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <"Ooh." laughs> oh, hey, there you go. Um,
1: not that I'm looking at a gift horse in the mouth or anything, mm. but uh Thirteen Weeks to Joy by Jennifer Jill Schwerzer. Um so this is a this is a great book, uh um about the first steps in learning how to experience joy. Um, mm. you know, through understanding God enough to trust him mm. and uh, and trusting him enough to give access to your whole heart. Mm. Um so this is a, a beautiful book. It takes it takes you step by step kind of a thing, so it's not like just you know a novel um, mm. style reading, which is really great if you're um, working towards a goal. So 13 Weeks of Joy, How to Hold the Happiness that God Gives by Jennifer Gil is our prize for this week.
0: Absolutely. 0491 064 669. Last week, we were doing a blitz because we had a new quiz and it was our last show in our old studio. But now back to one prize per week. So you can get a bet. Guys, you better get in for that. 0491. 0491- yeah. 064-669. four six six nine. I'll tell you how country we are right now, Monica. Mm. I just went to an outhouse <laughs> to go to the toilet. I had to go to the toilet between uh, during the song there, and I was given a key to an outhouse. We are truly, <laughs> we are truly in the country. We're getting here. off the grid. That's awesome, and just twenty seven minutes away from my. I live like on the lake here. In New, uh, here, it's good though. I live on the lake side that's closest to here. So yeah, oh, okay. oh. like where I live is just beside like the road out to the freeway to mm-hmm. get here. So mm-hmm. I'm actually, I'm actually just living in the best you of both worlds. You are
1: 27 minutes away from an outhouse. Loss. That's awesome. right.
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, in our news today, we are talking about, well, man, news that has absolutely oh, rocked yeah. the happened? state. So I woke up on Sunday morning and I, you know, had a really great sleep in and i come out to my living room where my dad was so at the moment I'm living with my dad uh, which is awesome and but i come out and my dad's sitting there on the couch and we're, we're watching news together and the news is just completely filled with the story of this bus crash mm. in the hunter valley so the story essentially goes that there was a wedding Overnight in the Hunter Valley, right? Mm-hmm. So out, you know, wine country here in Cessnock, New Happens South lot, Wales. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a very, very typical venue for people to get married. In fact, that's where my second older sister, shout out Maddie and Kane, she got married out that way uh, in Piccolbin. So this kind of like wine country area. Um, and so a, a wedding bus is coming from there at around midnight, so you've got a bunch of people who are coming from the wedding. And this is a you know secular wedding. Everyone there has been drinking and whatnot. And you've got the bus driver, the professional coach driver, who is, who is driving them back to, I presume, I think most of the people were coming from Singleton, like that mm-hmm. kind of area. So mm-hmm. just a different area in the Hunter Valley where they come to a corner and essentially what, what we saw in the morning is that this bus was rolled over while turning onto the freeway. So oh. on, on a road turning onto the freeway, uh, the bus had rolled and 10 people had died. Oh, no. As a, which has to be one of the most horrific bus crashes in the history of Australia, yeah. at least, uh, particularly of recent, because you just don't, don't think, think yeah. of a high amount of fatalities coming from a bus crash, particularly a bus crash where they, you know, they didn't fall off a bridge, they didn't get yeah. crushed by a building yeah. or something. It was on the side of the road, the bus having onto its side, mm-hmm. and ten people losing their lives. Do
1: they know how? Like, yeah.
0: So immediately questions come out, right? Mm-hmm. For for a couple of reasons. Firstly, this was a solo crash, mm-hmm. so there it wasn't a hit and run. There wasn't other cars involved. Uh, this was a solo crash, and it's like, well, how does a how does usual? a bus yeah. roll? Like I've been in buses all my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, I don't ride the bus. Too often now because I drive, but I've used buses my whole life and I've never felt at risk of rolling. Mm -hmm. So how does a bus even roll? Uh, And, you know, what is – essentially, how did that happen? Uh, What is the role of the driver in this? What is the role of the conditions in this? All different kinds of questions came up. Now, the man driving the bus, the bus driver, he's a 58-year-old man, he was immediately charged and and taken to the police station. Now, the question was, why? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, and – very little information yesterday morning was given. It was just that there was grounds for his arrest. So then the questions were, and I was sitting there with my dad thinking like, oh, was he drunk driving? Was, you know, what was going on? Because
1: that's the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Now, the answer is no, he wasn't intoxicated while driving. What had taken place is that the bus was cruising along and they were moving with some speed and the guy was probably being encouraged by the passengers say, you know, oh, you know, get up it, go fast, whatever it may be. And the bus driver calls out over the intercom and says, quote, if you think that's fast, watch this. Oh, no. And hits the next corner at a very high speed and rolls the bus. Oh, no. So this is the information that came out at midnight last night. Mm-hmm. So it was midnight the night before this crash happened after deliberation and after he's been officially charged. Now, this is the information that has come out. Making this crash a terrible, horrific tragedy. It already was a horrific tragedy, but you could imagine, okay, a a tragedy of that type, you know, happening due to a bus malfunction, say, Mm -hmm, or a mm -hmm. a crash with an oncoming car. And it's like, wow, that is so tragic, but what can you do? But a crash like this happening as a result of the recklessness of the professional whose job it is to transport these people is just horrific. Yeah. Now this person is going to go down for life. Mm-hmm. Ten people dead. Like they are, They're going to get absolutely done. Their, their name, by the way, is Brett Andrew Button. I think, you know, whether we know his identity or not, he is not seeing the outside of a jail cell um, with a mission like this. So this is from uh, witness testimony, but even preceding witness testimony, he was charged Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, taken to the police station and and they had already had suspicion against him. So this is, again, a huge, horrific tragedy. And it just goes to show what how far pride can go. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs 11, chapter two, chapter 11, verse two, the Bible says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But the hum, but with the humble is wisdom. Uh, again, I I just cannot even imagine the f- thoughts and the feelings of the families of these 10 people. Ruined their,
1: that wedding day as well, that, and, that poor bride and groom, like for, for the rest of their lives, the, key memory of their marriage is going to be that bus crash.
0: Absolutely. So for the bride and the groom, for the families, obviously. But again, for this to happen as a result of just pure recklessness and, you know, I can just imagine... Just ego wanting to show yeah, off. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine the guy in this situation, you know, just like being revved up by a bunch of drunk people and being like as the only sober person there... Succumbing to that, revving up and being like, "All right, yeah, I'm going to show you guys what's up," uh, and and just causing such terrible tragedy, you know. And, and from my perspective, as as a guy, uh, from my perspective as you know, someone who's into you know motorsport and that kind of thing, you know, it's showing off is is a part of the game, but this this isn't motorsport. Yeah, this this is a job, and this is just terribly tragic. What do you think, Shell?
1: I just feel that yeah, any of us could have been him though. So yeah, yeah sure. we need to pray for him as well because what is he going through right now? Oof. Knowing what he's that you know what he's done mm. in a moment's bad decision that's yeah. killed ten people. He probably mm. thought ruined he was his life. Control. Yeah, He probably thought he had it under control. Oh, he's driven this bus so many times, he knows what he can do you probably thought that yeah. he, you know, yeah.
0: That's absolutely true. Because pride is the human condition. Uh, this is what God has shown us: is that we are, yeah, absolutely full of pride. The entirety of human sinfulness is contained within our hearts. And if we are succumbing to that, then terrible tragedies like this will happen to us. But rather than, rather than you know, succumb to pride, submit to God. And so, yeah, definitely pray for this guy and pray for the families as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And you will be getting another quiz. Monica, please give it to
1: Yeah, us. so this quiz has uh, multiple choice answers. There's four different choice uh, options you can choose. So the question is, what happened in Gilgal? Option number one, the Israelites celebrated Passover. Option number two, the Israelites stopped eating manna. Option number three, the Israelites were circumcised, or option number four, all of these. Mm. So text us either one, two, three, or four. Either they celebrated Passover, they stopped eating manna, they were circumcised, or all of the above. What happened in Gilgal? Was it one, two, three, or four?
0: Absolutely. 0491 064 669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. Can
1: we just read those options one more time? Uh, number one, the Israelites celebrated Passover. Number two, the Israelites stopped eating manna. Number three, the Israelites were circumcised. And number four, all of the above.
0: All right. Well, this morning we are going to our segment, which we are regularly doing on a Monday, and that is politics and prophecy with none other than Pastor Justin Lawman, who right now is seems to be in a public place. Justin, are you there with us? Yeah,
2: yeah I'm here, mate. I'm about to get on an aircraft and leave the country, but... Hey, that's okay. Where are you going? (laughs) Oh I'm going to New Zealand. Oh Oh, so uh good place, Kiwis are nice people, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I, I thought you were going on a, uh, on, a on a real overseas trip. Uh, <laughs>
2: awesome. Get okay, out of fair, there. Fair enough. Just going I wouldn't to, want to swim, mate. I, to, I wouldn't to want to swim. To the eighth state of
0: Australia. Have fun. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> all right, Justin, what's happening in everything politics mate, and prophecy? Everything
2: is happening. Ooh. Everything is happening. Wow. I've got, to, I've got to ask you guys a question. Uh-huh. Who's winning the Ukraine-Russian... Conflict at the moment.
0: Well, it's it's getting a little bit confusing because in the beginning it was Russia. Then Ukraine got a lot of backing. The war is still going. It seems like you know the the West is can could be prevailing. What's your perspective?
2: Oh, I think Ukraine's getting bashed, and mm. I think it's very very sad. I wish mm. it wasn't happening. But my what I want to talk about today is just how important truth is mm. and how we af- it affects all our decisions. Mm. And when you're getting fed stuff that's not true, you can't make correct decisions. Mm. Is Donald Trump going to go to jail? This is the other oh, big yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. That you would think he's all but got handcuffs on, ready to go away if you listen to one side. Mm. And then if you mm. listen, I listen to... Um, Viva Fryer, who has a a constitutional lawyer, thinks it's absurd. He's got every right in the world to have any document he likes because he's the president. Mm. So, again, truth or who's telling it and lies, it just affects everyone's opinion. It Mm. affects everything we do. And like never before, to find out what is true has become harder and harder and harder to the point now. It's very confusing for the average citizen
0: mm. absolutely, so this is the the place that we're in. How do we solve this problem if we're just confronted by constant varying opinions and and lies and I think like some people can be maliciously- sharing lies, but then for other people, they can just be coming from a perspective that. Oh, like this is my viewpoint and they're sharing that information even though it's not
2: necessarily true. I'm gonna give you a, a, a big tip on how to get around all this, okay? Mm-hmm. That's my plane. I'm gonna to have to go in a minute, but um Jesus said I've told you before, so when it does happen, you can believe. Wow. When you when you hear all this stuff, just be calm. Mm-hmm. The truth always comes out. Mm. And They've done this, and I'll, I'll pick on the Russia Gate, where they were going to... Trump had was a Russian spy and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, wow. it's come out. The Durham report has come out, everything. The whole thing was cooked up. Mm. It wasn't true at all. But mm. you wouldn't have known that at the time. The whole world was caught up in this. Mm. Just be patient. The truth always comes out. Mm. I wish... We could have insight into every little thing, mm. but here's my final point. <laughs> call. But the big thing, the big things, the big things have been revealed to us in scripture. Yeah, absolutely. We know yeah. how it ends. Mm. Keep calm. Don't get too head up about one thing, and it turns out more facts come out, mm. and it's not even the case. A lot of what we're hearing today is just propaganda from both sides. Mm. Don't fall for it. Just be calm. Absolutely. Yeah, use the word to divide truth. I literally have to go. There's no one else getting on now. <laughs> oh, <gonna> get- <laughs> no, there's no
0: line. Hey, Pastor Justin, have a fantastic time in New
2: Zealand. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, dude.
0: Hey. <laughs> It's all good.
1: We'll use that extra time to grow at the curry curry bakery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no, that's a, what a blessing. Okay. So using the word of God to discern and divide truth. I think that Amen. that's pretty straightforward. Essentially, and, and this is something, oh man, I'm studying for an exam today the the my class is revelation inspiration and hermeneutics so looking at um so firstly dealing with revelation right revelation is the idea of how god communicates or relates to people inspiration is how it is that people um write down that communication right so let's say uh, a, a revelation from god is uh, moses mm. goes to the burning bush mm-hmm. and gets spoken to by god so that's that's a revelation from god Inspiration was then Moses writing the Torah. Uh, and probably the book of Job as well. Um, but yeah, Moses Moses writes the, the Torah and he is inspired by God, and we look at there's different methods for how people understand inspiration, but he was inspired by God to write down you know all the information that he was told in, say, the Burning Bush Encounter into a book. Then Hermeneutics is how it is that we actually view and understand that information. And that's where it's interesting because... So, like, revelation is from God to man. Inspiration is from God to man to paper or, you know, text or communication or whatever it may be. And then hermeneutics is how it is that people see that text and understand it. But something that becomes incredibly apparent is is that depending on which time you are in history or who it is that your influence is or what worldview you have, it affects how you understand what the Bible says. It affects mm-hmm. your hermeneutics or your interpretation of what's been written. And there's a few, you know, marked shifts in understanding of hermeneutics. You know, first you have the pre-modern era of understanding hermeneutics, which is essentially that the the church and history and tradition defines what it is that the Bible means. You have then the modern era of hermeneutical interpretation, which is that in the the modern era, how we interpret the Bible is based on objective um, reasoning. It's based on observation. You need to have skepticism. It's applying the scientific method to Scripture to understand it. And then you have the postmodern understanding or hermeneutic, which is essentially that, Okay, you can make objective statements from the Bible, but how then does it relate to my personal experience? Mm. An example of that is someone could make a case that oh, the Bible is okay with the African slave slave trade, say, but from and and they give a bunch of proof texts to prove their point. Uh, which, by the way, I don't think that's what the Bible says, not just because of, you know, from the example that I'm about to give, but also because, like, if if you objectively look and observe the text, the Bible is not okay with the African slave trade. Yeah, absolutely. But the person from the postmodern perspective says, well, that doesn't fit into my human experience of understanding and loving God, therefore uh, I'm going to, you know, disregard that, Um, Or, you know, look at it through the light of my personal experience, which, again, I think that all three of these traditions, if you adhere to them strictly, is a problem. Uh, But if you, you know, you can take fruits from all of them, and I think that all of them have fruits that lend to rather a biblical and a canonical view of the Bible, which is that... Scripture interprets itself. Mm. How do we define our hermeneutics? Well, based on what Scripture says, rather than assuming things, um, we, we just... that's
1: where things go really wrong.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. When we assume things. And yeah. there's a classic saying that I'm not going to say on air because, you know, it involves a swear word. <laughs> <Yeah>. But uh, <laughs> but you guys probably know it. You uh, want to
1: involve your donkey. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> when you
0: assume you make a donkey out of yourself and my, myself, you know, yeah, we, yeah. that's not what we want to do. But then do we just subscribe to rigid skepticism? And it's like... Well, no, you know, what have people thought about this passage in the past? And it's like, oh, but people have thought all kinds of wild things about this passage in the past. How does it affect my, you know, human experience? And, and so all of those things can work together and in harmony to give us an actual scriptural complete and comprehensive view of what's taking place in scripture but then once we have that view we can use that that theology or that hermeneutic or that or that system of understanding then to p- apply to truth that's happening in our world um, And I, I think that That is a healthy thing To do as a Christian But again It's it's a difficult thing Because then it's like Oh how do you Interpret scripture I had a uh, an assignment One time And it was some Case studies And one of my case studies Was you know Do you know Romans 8 28 You know All things work together For good For those who love God uh, You know According to his purpose For those who love God And the question was uh, The case study was That there was a man Who had read that verse And he thought Oh you know what This verse means It means that Everything should work together for for my betterment, you know? And he lost his job. And then for two years, he denied any employment opportunities because he's like, okay, if all things work together for good, then me losing my job means that God is using that to give me a better situation, right? Mm-hmm. And that better situation is that I get paid more. <laughs> and so I'm going to deny every single job opportunity that comes to me that pays less than my previous job because clearly God isn't working in those job opportunities. If God was working in those job opportunities and he was working all things for good, then I would be getting getting richer from, you know, I'd be getting paid more for my new job. Now for us sitting here, we're like, oh, lol, that's, that's a bit silly. But there are people who genuinely believe this. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's huge. It's like, oh, the goodness that God wants to do in your life is to make you more wealthy or to give you more stuff. And I talked about in my analysis of, you know, in this case study uh, of, of this person's view, I was like, there's just lots of assumptions going on. The person thinks that the good that's supposed to happen here is Positive progression and that positive progression applies to his salary. But is that the positive progression that God wants in your life? And you know, you observe the rest of the passage and you realize, oh, the all things that it's talking about here, all things work together for the good. Earlier in Romans chapter eight, it talks about great suffering and persecution that'll come among the people. So that's how we that's what we apply all things to. It's like all of the suffering and persecution will lead to good. But what is the good that that you know the bible is talking about here and you look later in the passage and the, the the good that Romans chapter 8 is completely consumed with the good that it's talking about is you being saved.
1: So it's not a fat paycheck.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what it's saying is like all things you being persecuted for what you believe work together to enable you to be more saved. Amen. Or to have a greater experience of salvation Mm -hmm. again this person had just assumed said all things work together for good for those who love god i love god i should be getting paid more as a result of losing my job you know god will subvert those expectations but i just give you that simple example there to show you like oh man the way that we view and interpret things can be very much influenced by our worldview so it is important to to objectively you know look into and understand and it is super important to consider okay well how is this passage applied for people in the past but then taking those views and going like, what kind of person does it make me? And how does that affect my view of what's happening in the world? And, and he gave an example there of, you know, viewing the war of, in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, viewing, you know, uh, whether Donald Trump should go to jail or not. Which is, again, th- but all of these issues are being incredibly um, portrayed in different ways. Mm-hmm. In a, a different, a huge amount of different ways or in, in two very different ways. It, on one side, you've got, oh, you know, there's there's no grounds for anyone to arrest Trump, no way. And on the other grounds, it's like, Trump's going to jail. And on one side, it's like, oh, the, the war in Russia and Ukraine is totally and utterly justified. On the other side, it's, oh, this is, a, this is a terrible, horrible tragedy. And both sides are portraying this from a, you know, perspective of their viewpoint. And then what we need to do is like, oh, what's my viewpoint? Oh, well, my view, worldview comes from, or should come from, yeah, well, it ultimately will come from your experience, but that experience is informed by what I believe about the Bible. And it's like, okay, well, then how does that help me view, of, you know, the facts of what's going on? Russia and Ukraine are at war. Why are they at war? Oh, well, for these various reasons to do with NATO. Mm-hmm. Okay, how many, you know, what is happening as a result of this war? Okay, well, there's certain people dying and you know, certain things going on. Okay, well, how should I view that? Well, what is, how does the Bible show me, you know, How would Jesus view that? How would Mm -hmm. God view that? I think that's where we should absolutely be at. And I love how he brought up their prophecy as well. You know, Jesus just clearly showing us that these things will happen. But the view that we can really have here at the end of time is that Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. And that is a huge blessing.
2: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.